The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Testing my mic. Raw phone. The levels are looking good. Beat it, beat it, beat it, beep, beat it. Oh, I'm so hungover. Hey, wait, what's going on? Come over here. Come here. Just don't, just don't make it fucking weird, man. Just sit down. Hey, I hope you're having a great holiday. I hope you had the bestest of all holidays. I hope whatever holiday you celebrated and or are currently celebrating was both dope and festive. Um, I hit it hard, and we're not done yet. We got another week left of 2023. So um, I'm just going to ride this one out. I hope you do, too. I think it's kind of arbitrary that we have this, like, well, at the end of the year, we get to reset. We really don't. Like, we feel the effects of the previous year. It's not like we get to blow on the cartridge and it's over. Yeah, that's a Nintendo reference. You're welcome. I figure we're around family. We can, we can like, expand the generational references. So, anywho. Um, but, you know, we do it. And so, if we're going to do it, let's, let, let's lean into it. That means everything that happened last year is saved, quantified, and we don't have to deal with it unless we have to, you know, reference some tax information. Other than that, it's done. It's in the archives. Let's just look forward into whatever the fuck, because that's more interesting to me because the Internet never forgets. And we have to be constantly reminded every time we scroll. These are the things I would say to you if we were sitting together right now, post, you know, holiday madness, just kind of hung over on the couch, realizing we agreed to spend two weeks with our relatives and then it's like day seven, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, now what? I guess I'll go take a walk. Ugh, it's gray out. All right, who wants to play some cards? Or watch a National Lampoon. Also a easy way to avoid some family drama. Just like, put on a Lampoon. Put on Senior Trip. Anywho. Welcome. My name is Chad. I'm a bird. You are hung over with me on my final bird cast of 2023. Ah, me, oh my. Here we are. 
So what did I talk about from my final dissertation? My final dispatch? My final thesis of 2023? Well, I got uh, charged with having to discuss Alex Jones's return to Twitter. Um, yeah, and I'm going to call it Twitter because it's Twitter. Elon Musk just put a weird little X on it. It was just like, it's X now. And we're like, it's not. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy closing out the year with me. Before we do, I want to thank you all for being um, here and hanging out with me and like taking the extra time because like the YouTube shit, all that's easy. You can click on it, watch it, don't watch it, listen to it, don't listen to it, move on. This you have to actively seek out. And I appreciate you taking a minute with me, total strangers, some of you, some of you best buds. Some of you will be best fuds when we're not total strangers. Some of you are just fucking weird. And that's cool. But like, just note, we know you're weird. And weird is great. Weird is welcome here. But sometimes you can be like, weird. You know what I mean? Like when someone's just, you're like, dude, it's weird. It's not necessarily bad. I think it just means you have a communication, um, like, impasse. Right? Like, I like to communicate by going, some people like to communicate by going, buh. And so, like, when those two things collide, it can be an awkward conversation, is what I'm saying. Once again, this is being hung over with me on the couch after the seventh day of being with your relatives over the holidays. With me, I'm Chad, I'm a bird, and it is 2023's last ride. And so, please, go back with me to December 16th at the Paper Machete at Chicago's Green Mill Lounge. It's historic. As I talk about Alex Jones going back to Twitter, already in progress. Adios, 2023. Fuck you. I can't promise that you like me, because you could go downhill. Promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever. Humans, cheers, slatcher, sate, skull, salute, prosnistrovia, chak di, you must, lechayim, and boudmont, come by, chin chin, and whoever else I'm missing. Here's to whatever. Humans, here, thank you for hitting me back. Here we are, after a whole ass ride, the coaster is slowing as we hit the final laps. And though we are looking at each other with regret, because this coaster was a rickety hell ride, and our hips and joints may never recover, Travis bit off half his face when we hit that last bump into the turn, I'm pretty sure Carol lost her phone trying for a selfie. And Denise is crying, but when isn't she? And Craig aggravated his rotator cuff, holding his hands up on the drop. But fuck, we're almost done. And yeah. You should have expected this ride to be rough because it's old and not well-maintained. But fuck, it's a classic. And you got to ride it or you're not doing it right. So hold on to the lap bar because we're almost at the end of another year. So yeah, I'm drinking about it. <laughs> and whilst here am I, tailgating on the tail end of 2023. I think I know what's on everyone's mind. Fucking time is it? 
It's about that time, I'll tell you what. Time to call it. I'm calling it! There's multiple flags on the field, too many errors to count, and half the team is tired. The other half is over it. Time to call the game and get to the pizza party a Little Caesars, coach, because that's really why we play in the first place. It's not the money, it's not the glory, it's the pizza party afterward. So let's fucking call it and go get a pizza. Honestly, that's what I'm hoping for in the afterwards. When my mortal coil has been shoved off and my whatever glowing goo self is revealed to the netherworld, I don't give a shit about final judgments or golden gates or meeting that one fish I had that died. No. I want a showbiz set up with games and my final reward is eternal pizza party into the mystic, letting the eons pass as I enjoy unlimited toppings in an endless salad bar with cheeses. Will there be a cookie sundae or a hot fudge lava brownie with whatever ice cream I would like? I cannot say, for it is not for us to know. <laughs> and as we fade into the black, the credits will run down, and maybe there will be a teaser for the next adventure or whatever. Either way, I'm done. <laughs> My hot and sauced reward hath been given upon me, and I shall remain in that moment eternally looking for a napkin and then giving up because who gives a shit? I'm covered in pizza. Lay my troubles down, Lord, and there shall be pieces enough for everyone. But perhaps the most apt metaphor here at the closing of 2023 is the end of the James Cameron classic Terminator 2. We are all, all of us, about ready to climb up the catwalk, grab the chain, say our goodbyes because we know why you cry, give the controls over to someone else and lower ourselves into the hot molten metal of which we are made. Thumbs up, zero fucks, grateful for the darkness. <laughs> but time marches on, because it doesn't give a shit about us. Clearly, because recently in the last act of 2023, about when we're getting to the part we're either going to get in a final fight, finally a first kiss, finish off the last fuck that did us wrong, or just fly out of here on a whack-ass contraption MacGuffin we built throughout the film, humanity has jumped the shark. Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Now, I'm sorry to go back a bit, but let's, shall we? Because even though we both know it's wrong, it's too strong to let it go now, we... And Alex Jones got a thing going on. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, fine. Don't worry about it. He'll let you know. <laughs> Back in the before times, the late 1900s, 1996, he started off on public access with the final edition where he started broadcasting his message involving the New World Order, which is included in your basic conspiracy theory starter kit. And that show involved into Infowars in 1999, which is what he's most known for, mostly because it was hilarious. <laughs> Watching him swell up and glow like if a zit in a polo shirt did a rail of powdered four loco and started a podcast. <laughs> Infowars was originally started as a mail order outlet for his conspiracy videos. Then it became the go-to site for the information your weird uncle could use to start shit at Thanksgiving. <laughs> From there, we get the Alex Jones Show, which was even more concentrated, like when you find a bottle of red wine you lost behind a radiator. <laughs> you got your top 40 hits. Pizzagate, the government controls the weather, 
That one time he went after Danny Trejo and Robert Rodriguez because he thought the movie Machete was going to start a race war. Jews control the media and apparently Uber. And there was that one time he thought that Satanists were going to take over America, which, like, honestly, the decor would be metal as fuck and the sex would be better. <laughs> and there was that one time he got lost in a metaphor about goblins saying, and I quote, I never expected Trump charging into a goblin's nest to not get some goblin vomit and slop and blood on him. I just don't want to catch him in bed with a goblin. And sure, who wouldn't want whatever the fuck that means? <laughs> goblins are a nuisance. But I get it, he was being hyperbolic because really goblins are not that much of a problem. It's the Uruk High you gotta worry about. <laughs> but then, Alex Jones goes, first off, thank God there's a bunch of people in your red fucking Lord of the Rings. That makes me feel real good. But then he goes on to say, quote, I don't want to see him kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins. I don't want to see him ingratiating goblins. And if you're wondering if maybe there's a context you're missing, no. <laughs> you're fine. He once went after Hillary Clinton because he called her out for apparently faking opening a pickle jar on Jimmy Kimmel. He did some hot math to prove that 666 is related to pi because when you double 33, you get 666. And you can take your time with that one. <laughs> but perhaps the most famous wet mop of madness that he is most known for whipping around us with a band and not caring who gets hit in the face with it is his stance on gay frogs. One of Alex Jones' favorite conspiracies was that the U.S. government is actively making people gay through the use of chemicals, which includes, but is not limited to, the lining of juice boxes and gay bombs dropped on U.S. troops. These weapons of mass fabulous have apparently <laughs> unforeseen consequences because the yossified chemicals are leaching into the water, and Alex Jones' proof of that was gay frogs. Quote, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. He once said on his show, while simultaneously looking like he was cosplaying as a frog and trying to shit a colony of frogs, all while smacking the table so hard he got hard and his eyes popped out. He was so sweaty you could smell the cocaine through your desktop. Okay. And if you're worried he might not have believed that the moon landing was real, don't worry, because he doesn't. <laughs> the classics are classics for a reason. <laughs> I could go on, but why? The internet is at your fingertips. Dive in. It's the digital rest stop bathroom. Convenient. Anyone can use it, but like, brace your eyeballs, because chances are you're going to see some hardcore shit on the wall. <laughs> and then, like all men constipated with money and power, Alex Jones flew too close to the sun and claimed that the Sandy Hook Elementary mass shooting of 2012 was, quote, phony as a $3 bill. Clearly to Alex Jones, shame is just a river in Egypt. Anyway. After that, he was booed, sued, and threw. A $1.4 billion defamation lawsuit was successfully filed and settled, and he was booted from Facebook and YouTube. And in 2018, he was evicted from Twitter and then doubling down on it in 2022. Elon Musk, captain of the SS Titanic, openly and publicly refused to reinstate Alex Jones's Twitter privileges. Quote, I have no mercy for anyone who would use the death of children for gain, politics, or fame. Tripling down on Twitter users that were butthurt because free speech or whatever. And he told them, quote, 
too bad. And you figure that was the end of this plot thread. On to even more crazy shit on this season of America. But whilst given zero shit about the crushing weight of the hypocrisy rocks cascading down bullshit mountain, America's creepy cousin Tucker Carlson <laughs> called out Elon Musk's stance on free speech during an interview with Alex Jones on December 7th, 2023. Quote, hey, if you're such an abolition absolutionist on free speech, bring back Alex Jones. Because Tucker Carlson called Elon a beta or whatever on the playground of our lives in an act so dick-slappingly confounding that even Pierce Morgan called it, quote, atrocious. There has to be limits. He is a hate speech monster. Elon Musk reinstated Alex Jones back to Twitter, now called X, but only by Elon Musk. So, so yeah, I'm calling it. Tired of the game, tired of playing. I just want to take off my cleats and get to my party, America. I wish I had more in me to run the bases, but how can I when you keep changing the rules and writing yourselves into bigger plot problems and confusing team-ups and twists? Like, you're not going to win the Emmy. It's not happening. It's gone off the rail. You're not just jumping the shark, but you're full-on running into his butthole and smashing into its colon. And whilst you kick your way out of said shark's ass, as the hours count down to the end of 2023, I've gone and given their sad dick attention, the sustenance it needs to keep disappointing. Even I can't escape the shit writing on this season. Crushed under the weight of my own irony, I am no better. And so, in my final act of 2023, I will leave you, humanity. I'm walking out on that catwalk, grabbing the fucking chain and lowering myself into the hot melted bucket of the mess we've all made and have come from. Zero fucks, just a thumbs up, hoping y'all figure this shit out because I'm done and going for pizza. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. So I know that if we figured that was how we were going to go out, but because, you know, we're hanging out, like everybody's gone to bed, but we're still up. Um, and like tomorrow morning, we got to get up early because we're going to some fucking, I don't know, we're going to a mall because Aunt Denise really wants to take us to the outlet mall. And it's fucking weird because who goes to malls? We could be at home. Anyway, so we're up late, right? Everybody's asleep. I thought because it's New Year's, I thought I would play for you. And you don't have to listen. You can just, you know, go to bed if you want to. But, like, you want you want to listen with me for a second to, and this is a surprise that nobody knows about except for you right now, to my first ever episode of Chad the Birdcast from May of 2016. Yeah, because I found it. I mean, you can find it, too. Just go to my website. They're all there. But I'm bringing it right to you so you don't have to Google. All right, you want to do that? Okay. you like me, cause you could go downhill, I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. What 
up, humans? This is Chad the Bird coming to you from the Crow's Nest at a time of day when most people are at their jobs and uh, working, which, um, frankly, I'm super jealous of because, I, I mean, I don't really get paid to do anything. Um, not that I have to because I think I fall under bird law, which means if you find me um, protected, I'm a protected species, which means you have to feed and clothe me. And my people to your people, super thanks. Uh, don't want to change that because it's really hard for us to do stuff like math and um, picking stuff up what with our lack of opposable thumbs. Uh, all of that stuff's too difficult for us. So thank you for taking pity on those less fortunate. Thank you for letting us into your lives. Um, so today's uh, uh, Chadcast is coming uh, once again from the delicious Green Mill Lounge in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and last week, uh, there was a major news story. Antonin Scalia, the second longest serving Supreme Court judge, passed away under some say mysterious circumstances, but I think a dude that's 79 years old has severe health problems and went hunting for the weekend, passing away from what they said was a cardiac incident in his bed in the place that he was hanging out with, sounds a little less suspicious and a little more like, well, he died like he wanted to live. But there's going to be a lot of people out there in uh, the world that are going to disagree with me. They're going to say he was a true um, American that served his country because he served on the Supreme Court for as long as he did. But that doesn't really seem like much of a thing anyway. That's like when you get appointed to the Supreme Court, you don't leave unless you either die or quit. So that's not really an accomplishment because you can't be fired. So that's like that's like saying, all right, I live here now. And people going, wow, he lived there for a long time. And that's not fair. I mean, good on him for waiting 79 years before passing away. But, you know, 40 of those were spent not being a Supreme Court judge, just saying. Okay, so we're going to go to the Green Mill uh, now. And I uh, just want to let you all know that the, uh, as usual, I have to cite my sources, because it's the most important thing about any kind of journalism, especially from a bird, because my opinions aren't necessarily trusted because I have a knife for a face. Think about it. Um, the piece that I uh, am talking about this week is from the Washington Post. The uh, headline is The Psychology Behind Why People Believe the Conspiracy Theories About Scalia's Death. And it was written by Joseph Usinski. And if I mispronounced your name, please email me back because that means at least somebody's listening. All right, let's go to the place. Say hello to Chad. What up, Greenville? Paranoia is not a new band. Paranoia is not a new kind of smartphone. Paranoia is not buying more than one Noia. Because, yeah, Russell said he wanted one, but the minute Zoe find out he got one, then she'll pitch a fit. And this is why Gary only wanted to have one child, Stephanie. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of moot now, but fuck it. Russell's always going to be his favorite. People do that. Grow up. <laughs> Paranoia. From the Greek para and nois, meaning beside the mind, is a debated mental condition that psychiatrists break down to mean, quote, Feelings of powerlessness and victimization enhanced by social situation or a decline in brain circulation as a result of high blood pressure or hardening of the arterial wall. Oh yeah, it can get physical. But for most of us, it's caused by drinking a Red Bull and getting on the wrong goddamn train. Get your head out of your candy crush. All trains look the same and they don't give a shit about you. That's a survivor tip. <laughs> can be mild. People with paranoid personality disorder can totally function in society and they have a problem trusting people, but it could also get bananas. 
Paranoid schizophrenia is the most severe type when you absolutely firmly believe that the nerdist is talking to you through your podcast app. That can really mess up your commute. Unfortunately, <laughs> paranoia is still debated, which is strange, because like we just saw The Witch last night, and now every time any of us pass an older woman on the street, we're convinced she eats babies, no spoilers. Not to mention... <laughs> 1% of Americans are diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So yeah, actual paranoia is legit and it's a problem. And the more attention we bring to it, the better we'll understand it and probably make it easier on the people that have it. But as with any situation that needs and deserves attention, there's always someone who just wants it for themselves. It's like gluten sensitivity, Stephanie. You're not allergic. Talk to Gary. He's allergic to peanuts and could die. Sack up and quit eating bread. Conspiracy theories. The belief that some covert but influential agency, typically political in motivation and oppressive in intent, is responsible for unexplained events, and it's basically the Diet Dr. Pepper of paranoia. The first time the concept was introduced into the mainstream was in 1909 in the American Historical Review, and since the JFK assassination in 1963, it's become the super in way to stay paranoid. In fact, a Zogby poll taken in 2007 showed that 64% of U.S. adults believe that 9-11 used military and intelligence forces off guard, and yeah, it's a big number. But just know that that means that 34% of people believe it was an inside job covered up by the government. Which just seems like so much work, man. There's enough shit going on. Why make more? <laughs> Homey Airport, a.k.a. Groom Lake, Paradise Ranch, Watertown, Homebase, or Dreamland is a government test site in Nevada. But ever since 1947... People know it only as a government-run secret lab with alien spaceships, naked green men, David Duchovny, and probably Elvis, called Area 51. The bloggers and tweeters will tell you that they figured it out, and everybody else is wrong, and they are right, and it's time to wake up to the truth. And this practice goes all the way back to medieval Europe, where people believed that the Jews poisoned wells, killed Jesus, and drank the blood of Christians to stay alive, even though blood ain't kosher, bro. It's just not. That's not... That's not how the force works. And it's become such a common case of what the fucks that science even has a term for that psychology that starts the ball rolling, and it's called fundamental attribution error. Breaks down like this. Gary goes to Applebee's with his family, and it's not very crowded, and there's a whole section of free tables, but the hostess tells him he's got to wait 15 minutes. Gary asks, why not any of those open tables? And the hostess tells him that that section is closed. Gary asks, why can't they just open the section? And the hostess tells him that that's not her job. Gary demands to speak to a manager, and the host tells him that the manager is busy, and Gary leaves, never to, quote, return to this Applebee's again. <laughs> See, Gary only assumed that he was the most important person in the world and a true patron of the Applebee's franchise and therefore deserves to have them completely change their open table policy, stop the manager's evening, and let his holy family die the way they were meant to, dine the way they were meant to. <laughs> and not that there's not enough servers to cater to a whole section. The manager's on the phone with his wife who's in the hospital and nobody gives a shit about Gary and his stupid family enough to bend time and space to get them a table. It's all about Gary wanting Gary to be important and not the actual situation that Gary was in. 
Like, just because you've only heard of Area 51, that must mean it's only called Area 51. Like in the case of Antonin Scalia. <laughs> oh, good, you're still with me. <laughs> Antonin Scalia is a 79-year-old man with high blood pressure who was recently diagnosed, quote, too weak for surgery, and he died in his sleep on February 13th, 2016, at a high-profile, super-posh hunting ranch in West Texas. There was no autopsy because the family's super-Catholic and didn't want one, and his death left a vacancy in the U.S. Supreme Court at a very inconvenient time as it is an election year, and the president has to nominate a replacement before his term is up. Or... <laughs> As conservative talk show host Alec Jones put it, quote, Obama is just one vote away from being able to ban guns, open the borders, and actually have the court engage in his agenda, and now Scalia dies. My gut tells me they killed him, and all the intellectual evidence lays it out. Or... As William Ritchie, former head of criminal investigation of the D.C. Police Department put it, quote, I am stunned that no autopsy was ordered for Justice Scalia. Did the U.S. Marshal check for petrical hemorrhaging in his eyes or under his lips that would have suggested suffocation? Did the U.S. Marshal smell his breath for any unusual odor that might suggest poisoning? My gut tells me there's something fishy going on in Texas. Or... As Donald fucking Trump put it, quote... It's a horrible topic, but they say they found a pillow on his face, which is pretty unusual place to find a pillow. That is a direct quote from the news that Donald Trump said. And then he doubled back saying, quote, I literally just heard about that a little while ago. Um, um, <laughs> whatever your political leanings toward Antonin Gregory Scalia are, hardworking servant to his country, second longest serving Supreme Court judge next to William Douglas, who asked the country to consistently, quote, persuade your fellow citizens, unquote, to enact change, or cartoon bullfrog in a robe that opposed abortion, thought gay marriage would lead to marrying your pets, thought that people were, quote, inventing new minorities to give homosexuals the right to vote, and thought, quote, in a big family, the first child is kind of like the first pancake. If it's not perfect, that's okay. There's a lot more coming along, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact is the man was 79 and not healthy he died peacefully in bed doing what he loved that weekend but because many of the conservative pundits already believe Obama is a socialist Muslim who wants their guns it couldn't possibly be that the judge just died because he was sick and old it had to be more there had to be a darker reason because unlike paranoia, a disease that changes the way your brain actually perceives the world around it beyond your control, 
when you are into conspiracy theories, the world is just fine. It's probably better than you think. But you want it your way because it's all about you. Go vote! <laughs> so, I don't know if you were listening at home, but there is a lot of um, pomp and circumstance, uh, both post and pre uh, piece. And it, it, it just for those of you who've never been to the Green Mill and have never seen the paper machete, it swings a little to the left, if you know what I'm saying. There's an awful lot of uh, knit hats and plaid shirts that attend this show. So I, I felt comfortable being a little more open about his political leanings, even though I was really supposed to be headed more for talking about the conspiracy theories surrounding his death. I, did, I was comfortable in that room is all I'm trying to say. But in reality, the man um, did very little to advance change, to advance progress, uh, which is a shame. But the, the good news is now that we have an opening that we can start to fill with um, someone who might be a little more progressive, but obviously, you know, Mitch McConnell and all the creepy white people really don't want Obama to pick somebody. But that, the, hey man, that's, that's just how America works, I guess. Um, anyway, all right, it's time for me to go uh, eat something because I'm starving. Um, and don't tell anybody that, that I didn't. I just woke up at noon because I need to make myself look somewhat presentable uh, to the public. So thank you for listening. And as always, call me sometime. I'm bored. Ah, that was seven years ago in May. So it's a little even older now. It was crazy, right? It was a different time. That was, um, you know, if I were to, like, time travel, I would go back to, like, right around then and be like, hey, you're going to need to hydrate because you got a run coming. Special thanks to the Barracudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, that has been there with me since the before times. Thank you to Jebson's Malort for always being in my corner. I'm always in yours. Let's fucking go out together, baby. Grab my arm in a Thelma and Louisian way as we drive off this cliff. I'll fucking die for these guys. I will. You heard that. That's what your donation gets you. Thank you to Zach Benselbo and Hunter and Jacob and everyone who's ever recorded me in the last year. Thank you to Lauren Kapinski. You guys don't hear enough about Lauren. Lauren Kapinski is the stage manager over at the Paper Machete where we do a lot of these. And she's got to deal with all of these fucking psychos that are drunk at 3 p.m. And then she has to deal with the audience. So good on her. Thank you for everything you did this year. Thank you to Chris Pyatt for keeping me on the bill. You know what you did. And thank you to you for listening. Come find us on the Discord in the new year. Come find me on the Instagrams, on the TikToks, on the YouTubes. Oh, I'm just, I'm all over, really. I'm a busybody. I don't like to sit down. It's stupid. And, like, you know, continue on this journey with me. We're going away for a week, which is nice. But we'll be back next week to start off 2024, as was prophesied <sighs> by the wizard who controls me. Everybody thinks it's like, oh, Mercury. I'm like, nah, it's a fucking wizard. And he's a dick. Nailed it.